He's trying to put us into a new way of thinking, into a new realm of believing. And that, my friends, today, uh, tonight, that what I believe is, is, is kind of this realm of joy and this fullness of joy that is available in the presence of God. Anybody believe the fullness of joy is available if you just confess with your mouth and believe with your heart? See, the thing is that the enemy knows the power of joy. I want to speak about joy tonight, um, mainly because what I believe that's going to affect your life the most is the way you walk into your life. And what's going to affect the people around you the most is the way you carry yourself. Like I said last service, I'll say it again. Listen, many of us, it, it, we, woke, we woke up one day with a bad attitude. We affected our, our friends. We affected our family. We affected coworkers. I mean, how many people do we affect when we're kind of living, kind of like, I don't know, like a grunt? Anybody not a morning person? Where are my, my people who just don't function in the morning? Come on, it takes a while. Come on, like, if it's a Saturday, you're up at, like, noon. Come on, it's, like, 1.30. Like, you just woke up, <laughs> 2 o'clock breakfast. I mean, my people, right? My people. And, and imagine how, how you come into conversation with all those people after you woke up. It's kind of like, give me time, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're talking too loud, you know what I mean? Someone just turns a light on. You're like, Jesus. I think it's funny how we can affect people by our attitudes. I really believe that you can change the world around you if you're living in the fullness of joy. You can change the world around you. Uh, I want to read to you this verse. Kind of this, this verse is kind of wrapping around the idea tonight of fullness of joy. It says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I like this first section of this verse. You make known to me the path of life. Listen to me, believer. If you feel like you got saved but you don't know where to go, maybe you stopped following the voice and direction of God. If you ever got to a place where you're, you're saved, I believe in Jesus, but I have nowhere to go. Listen, if you press into the communication skills that God has for you, if you can live a life just super in the presence, in, in, in the house of God, in the two or three gathered, if you can stay in this area, in this environment, I promise you the path of life will be so much more known to you. So much more. No, here's the truth. Here's what I believe: that joy is on the way. Anybody believe that? Come on, two or three people. Anybody believe that tonight? I believe that joy is on the way. What is, what does that mean? Joy is on the way. Okay, so so I, many times we we're considered happy people because things happen to us that make us happy. All right, and that sounded super redundant, but but, but <laughs> let me explain to you. So so you, you don't really just wake up happy. All right. Anybody just just don't wake up happy all the time? They wake up kind of grumpy. You you wake up kind of like back up, you know? Those people who wake up happy, wake up happy. Those people, right? <laughs> like you're not in here. Those people who wake up happy, wake up happy because there's something to look forward to. There's something that they can't wait to see, something they can't wait to hear. I mean, I remember, uh, you know, my sister's wedding day, uh, Angel, he, he was literally like, like, I'm so excited. You have no idea. Like, he woke up that morning. Like, he didn't wake up last week. Like, come on, he woke up this morning just ready and prepared and expectant and just super, like, come on, he's on 10. And I'm with him, like, come on, bro, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day. But just, you know, last, all right, bro? Like, we need you, you know? Isn't it funny that believing for something to come changes the way you wake up? Believing in something to come that has not come is what pushes you to live a life towards joy. Listen to me, church. Sometimes we don't seek after the joy of God because we don't know it even exists. Sometimes we think that because 
things are happening to us and that we're being affected and, and, and things in our life are not really going the way they're supposed to, we think, oh, that, that's, just, that, that's just the will of God for my life that I'm never happy. That's just the will of God that I'm never walking and enjoying this issue after issue after issue and fight it out this week. And we're going to have to cry it out this week. And we're going to have to cry it out that week. I'm going to have to lay all my burdens on somebody. Listen, the only person that can take your burdens correctly is Jesus Christ. Come on, cast your cares to me. Cast your burdens to me. Give it to me. And listen, if you give God your cares, how many cares does that leave you with? Zero cares. We, we have this idea that if we believe in Jesus, we're supposed to live a, a struggling life. We're supposed to live a life where, man, we're just super grumpy. Hey, man, don't, don't, I'm not fasting yet. Don't talk to me. Hey, man, I haven't prayed yet. I have, but, but mind you, can we just live with the fullness of joy, understanding that he has already done something and hoping and trusting the promise of God that more is still to come. Waking up in the morning knowing that hope and joy is on the way. You see, the Holy Spirit, when you say yes to Jesus, the whole, what we believe, the Holy Spirit enters you. He's inside of you. He's living in you. And the truth is, is that the joy of the Lord is activated in the presence of God. You guys here tonight? What does that mean? Presence leads to joy. The presence of God will lead you to joy. So one of my friends asked me, he said, dude, I hate my job. I hate my job. Uh, I'm about to quit. I'm trying to encourage him. Don't quit, bro. Just stick it through, man. All right? You got a car bill. You got some serious, some serious bills, bro. Just continue to live life. Right? Like, no, no, no. I just hate my job. Here's why I hate it. Because this, the office is so far from the locker room. And when I get to, when I get to work, I got to go to the office. I got to clock in, do my thing. And I got to go walk all the way to the locker room and try to figure stuff out. Dude, I, I hate my job. I hate it. It's the longest walk ever. I get to my locker, and I'm already feeling salty because I had to walk all the way over there. So I'm with my coworkers, and I'm just, just, just don't talk to me. I just walked that whole way. You know what I mean? And I told him, dude, imagine if you just played some worship music on your way from the office to the locker. How, how different would that trip be? Right? Like, you're trying to get mad? Like, spiritually. You, you end up at the locker room in tears, y'all, just thanking God what he did for you. Come on. Hey, what's going you crying, man? Nothing, man, this walk, bro, it got me crying, bro. Man, what if the situation that you're trying to run from, what if you just give it just a little bit of presence? What if that relationship that you're shying away from, that person you've been dodging probably all night, what if you just give that relationship just a little bit of presence? I promise you, presence goes a long way. Presence leads to joy. Let's put that verse up. One more time, let's focus on the second part. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. You see, it, some, sometimes, you know, I'll come in on a Friday night, and we're all worshiping, and, um, and I see some leaders in the back. Like, hey, man, why are you in the back? Like, no, man, I'm just going through it this week. I'm just staying out of the way. I'm like, dude, run to the front with fear and trembling. <laughs> if you think that, that God's, that God's, that God's like, kind of like his power, his plan, his anointing, his joy, is kind of stuck at the altar, understand that he reaches out to wherever you are in life. Grace reaches out to wherever you find yourself. The joy of the Lord breaks through barriers that we put up in front of us. And I told him, I was like, dude, just run up here. And if you have something that's on your mind, something that's breaking at you, something that's literally eating at you, you should be up here being the loudest person in worship. Because I promise if you bring some presence into your situation, it would change your whole outlook and your whole perspective on what's happening around you. 
People of presence are people of joy. People of presence are people of joy. See, here's the truth. The enemy wants to rob you of your joy. The enemy wants to rob you. See, what's the point in, in, in a congregation believing in Jesus but walking in fear? What's the point of a congregation believing in God but walking in doubt? I mean, where is the power and the unity in a body of believers walking in the promises of God but feel like they're walking on eggshells because they don't want to hurt anybody? What's, where is the power in a church when we're not actually holding on to the faith that we have in Jesus? There is none. The truth is, if we're not united in joy, we will begin to fall apart because we can't add up to where we're trying to put ourselves at. And the truth is, listen to me tonight. Cast this, cast this. We are people of joy because we are people of presence. We're people of joy because we're people of presence. And listen, I don't care what the enemy is trying to put on you, that, that you have to live a pity party life. Listen, if you have Jesus, you have the right to smile. If you have Jesus, you have the right to come up in these, through these doors and throw your baggage off and take your coat off and take your mask off. Come on, some of you guys had your mask on all day at work. All day at school. Come on, take your mask off in the presence of God, and let's get into the worship, into what we were created to do, which is to lift Jesus up. I love how when we're not full of joy, that kind of lowers the way we worship. It, it, wouldn't it be funny to worship God only when things went right? Wouldn't it be funny to worship God only when we have the reason to be joyful, only when we have a reason to be happy? But let me challenge a believer. Are you still going to love God on days you don't feel like loving anyone? Are you still going to love God on days that, that, that kind of don't add up? The truth is that God wants to walk. God wants us to walk in this joy. He wants us to walk in this joy. And the truth is, is that as we begin to walk in this joy, I promise you, you will see circumstances begin to change around you. They will change. They will change. People are going to look at you and say, listen, I, I, what happened to you You being depressed all the time? What happened? What, what's going on? You always used to be so sad. You always used to be so mad. Your, your temper used to be crazy. What's going on with you? Listen, I'm focusing on the presence of God because it's in the presence that I find joy. See, I, it's funny because, you know, I've been going to church a long time, and I must say, I must admit, this group of believers, you guys are different. All right? Look at your neighbors. They were different. Look at your neighbor. Take another say, say, I'm different. I'm different. You guys are a different group. You guys are a different group. You, you guys, it's funny. We're here tonight, and the truth is that sometimes we can confuse ourselves to believe that because you're in here, that means everything's going okay. Right? And, and what I know is why I call you a different group is because you guys are trumping this idea that how you feel should be how you love God. I mean, there, there's an idea out there somewhere that based on how you feel depends on how loud you worship. That based on how you feel depends how much you give to God. That, that based on what, what you see come to life depends on if you will give your life. But, man, I call you a different group because you guys have stepped up against that idea. And we've walked into the house of God understanding we've been forgiven, that we're loved, that the promises of God that are over our life are good enough for me to stand up every day and worship God and live in this joy. You see, when you don't live in joy, you kind of rob the world of what it's really like to live in Jesus. you see somebody get something good and they don't appreciate it, you kind of question how good is that thing is. When, when, when you see someone given something, 
and they're not cherishing it. I mean, they're not putting it out there. Shout out to my boy. He's like, yo, this girl's single. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't know, man. He's single. She's single. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, how do you know she's single? He's like, dude, her boyfriend ain't on her Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, how do you know that? I mean, how do you know they're not official? Like, how do you, how do you, how does that make sense? No, but she's not on there, bro. Comments deleted everything. I was like, ooh, comments deleted? Ooh. You got a chance, dog. You got a chance. You got a <laughs> I don't know, dog. Where was I going with this? Just kidding. Man, what you love, you put out there. What you love, you show the world. What you love, you, you kind of you, you show the world with just, come on, look, look at what the Lord has done for me. Look at what the Lord has done for me. I'm going to show the world how good God is by living in this fullness of joy. I'm going to show the Lord how good he is to me. I, I'm going to live, watch this, ready? That moment where we're worshiping and we feel like crying every moment, right? <laughs> what, what if we took that passion to the streets? What if we took that passion and that presence with us everywhere we go? How much more would you speak about Jesus without even saying a word about him? How much more would you speak about an everlasting love when you haven't even opened up your mouth? Come on, that's, that's like someone walking in which is believing like a little chip on the shoulder that God can do anything. That God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you can ever ask, dream, or imagine. That's somebody walking in the promises of God, although they haven't seen it. They're believing and trusting in the power of God. What you, what you love, you kind of put out there. What you love, you, you, you kind of resemble and you show the world. And I pitch you this for Monday. Let's live in the fullness of God. The fullness of God of his presence, and that will lead us to a life full of joy. I'm asking the worship team to come up. Here's what I believe. Thank you for the water. Let's believe like God can really do anything. I want to end on that thought. Let's believe God like he can really do anything. Let's really believe that. Because here's the thing. We get caught up. Whoa, that was weird. We get caught up so much. And what we can see and what we can touch, we get so caught up in the things of the world. Come on, we, we think if, if I can see it and if I can touch it, then that means it's there and it's real. But you come against some type of issue when you understand that our God is intangible. You can't touch our God. Our God is invisible. You can't see him. So what does that do? That must trigger your other senses. Come on, your spiritual senses and detecting the power and the presence of God. So as we wake up every morning, man, I'm going to lean into the presence of God. When we wake up in the morning, I'm going to lean in into what God wants for my life. When we're on our way to work, man, I'm going to lean into the presence of God because I cannot do this without him. We need to believe that God can do anything that he wants to. We need to believe that. We need to trust in that. We need to trust in that. I'm going to ask the worship team to play a song. Um, let's do that song we were just doing. But for just a moment, kind of like how we did in the beginning, I love how we started the sermon tonight focusing on the presence of God. And listen, tonight we're ending on the presence of God. We're going to install a, a, a relationship with God that is receptive to his presence, which will transform that into joy. Presence of God transforms into joy. The presence of God received by a believer transforms into joy. You see, some of you guys have been walking with your heads down too long. 
Some of you guys have been walking like the creator of the universe isn't in love with you and doesn't have everything you want in the palm of his hands. He knows what's coming for you. He knows what's next to you. He knows how you feel. I mean, God listens to your thoughts. He hears your prayers. Baba says the prayers of the righteous are one to be reckoned with. God is looking and he's laser beam focused on you. So now it's time to walk in this joy. Now it's time to lead others into a life-giving relationship with Jesus. Not a problem, not a, a problem relationship with Jesus, a life-giving relationship with Jesus. I'm going to ask you just a moment, just bow your heads and close your eyes all over this place. I really believe that joy is an intricate part in the life of a believer. Joy is a huge part. At the end of that verse, it, it, it says something about pleasures. And, and, and the truth is, is that there's no true pleasure, pleasure outside the presence of God. No true pleasure. Only here for a minute, gone after. You see, all over this room, we have friends in here that, that maybe they've been trying to They've been trying to go after a different version of joy, and that's happiness. Maybe some of us in here have been trying to work towards something called happiness, and, and, and we've been tricking ourselves into believing that that's actually joy. We, we've been thinking, we've been waiting for something to happen to be happy. We've been waiting for a situation or circumstance to, to kind of make us be a, a, an optimistic person. May, may, I, may I encourage you? Come on, the only joy that exists, that is longevity in, in your heart, the only thing that lasts long enough, the only joy that sticks through the issues and the trials, the only joy that is persistent in every moment of life is the joy and the fullness of joy that is offered in the presence of God. There's nothing outside the joy of God that's actually pleasing to your soul. I'm not seeking after happiness. I'm seeking after joy. If you're here tonight and you, make, and you want to make a decision tonight to stand up in the fullness of joy, you want to make a decision tonight to say yes to Jesus, listen, I don't know your situation. I don't know your circumstance. But what I do know is, is that you cannot survive two minutes, two seconds, come on, without the presence of God in your heart. If you're here tonight and you want to take the first step in following Jesus, you want to make a decision to say yes to God, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. If you want Jesus, shoot your hand up. Shoot your hand up. All over this place. All over this place. Keep your hands up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen.